Welcome to Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast. I'm your host, Tomlin, and this is the place to be for a variety of harmonica-related content, including interviews, lessons, and discussions about all aspects of harmonica playing. This podcast is brought to you by the Tomlin Harmonica School, where I provide a step-by-step curriculum for beginners to advanced intermediate players, as well as personalized feedback and all the resources you need to get better at blues harmonica. Go to TomlinHarmonicaSchool.com to get your first month for $1 using the promo code PODCAST. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Tomlin Harmonica Podcast. So... This one's a little bit different. I'm not doing an interview per se. Instead, I thought it would be really fun to ask a bunch of my uh, harmonica friends and colleagues to give me their best tips for uh, new harmonica players. And uh, I asked some of the world's finest teachers and players, and loads of them were gracious enough to record uh, their top tips for beginner players. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking, well, I'm not a beginner player, so I I shouldn't keep listening, uh, I I really implore that you keep listening all the way to the end, uh, because there's loads of really, really useful insight. uh, And really, this is going to be the secret source uh, to help you become an amazing harmonica player. Um, so let's start with, uh, with the first tip, which is from Liam Ward. Hey, this is Liam Ward from LearnTheHarmonica.com. One of my favorite tips for beginner players is to come up with a three-step plan. This is really important because it allows you to work out your short, medium, and long-term goals. This will really help you improve a lot faster and track your progress step by step. So your long goals can be extremely vague, really. They can be quite general, even just something like get good at the harmonica, or perhaps learn a load of songs on the harmonica, or learn to play enough that I feel comfortable playing in front of people or in public. Your medium-term goals need to be a bit more specific. So it might be to learn 10 songs nicely with a variety of techniques. And then your short-term goals are the really, really crucial things that you need to be able to think about day-to-day. So as a beginner, you want to think about specific techniques. So for example, single notes, taking the sound from to or learning a scale. or practicing vibrato. It could be two or three things, whatever you feel you can keep a handle on. And they're gonna be the things day to day and week to week that you track. Your medium term goal might be for a year's time and long term could be as as big as you want, five, 10 years, lifetime really. That's just to keep a track on why it is you took up this instrument in the first place. Try and write these goals down and check in with them regularly and update them because especially your short-term goals will change. You'll tick things off the list. Yes, I've got that now and move on to something else. I found through teaching hundreds of students privately that if you set this type of three-step plan, then you'll improve a lot quicker. I wish you the best of luck. 
Okay, so I, I think that was a, a fantastic place to start uh, because you know we all need to, to make goals uh, so that we know what we need to work on. Uh, now let's listen to what Joe Felisco had to say. Hey, Joe Felisco here. Going to share with you some practice tips, how to practice wisely. Number one, mind your posture. Don't slouch. Don't lean over. Make sure you're sitting or standing up straight. If you have music, get get it high on a music stand or pin it up on a wall so that you're not slouching. Number two, be sure to practice along with jam tracks or a metronome. Um, And you need to make sure that your metronome is loud enough not only that you can hear it, but that you can't ignore it. Uh, people forget that the metronome is much farther away from their ear than the harmonica is, and they get to playing and they, they stop listening to it. You got to make sure you can't ignore it. Put in earbuds and listen to the metronome through earbuds. This one is set at 90 Work on your harmonica train imitation. Two breaths out, two breaths in. Here it is in first gear on a C harp. Second gear on a C harp. I'm breathing and articulating from the throat like a coughing sound. Fourth gear, or third gear, excuse me. See how long you can go. See if you can do that for three minutes. The shuffle groove. You take that train imitation, you super improve. Impose the shuffle groove over it. Articulate with your tongue like this. Tuck, 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 tuck. And same thing. Breathe in twice, out twice. You can do that through just about any uh, blues shuffle song form as long as it's in the key of G and you got your C harmonica there. You can do the train imitation with your tongue in uh, the same sort of manner. I'm articulating tucka, tucka. Here it is in first gear. Second gear. Third gear. Fourth gear. All right, I'm showing off there. Don't forget sustaining. You can you should sustain these chords on a really long breath if you can. For blues playing, the trick is to really learn how to inhale for a long duration. Check this out. One, two, three.
All right, I just sustained for a whole entire 12 bars, and I played 11 twelfths of what you heard on a C harmonica and switched on a D harmonica playing that D chord for the five. So don't forsake the sustaining. It's a very important tool to uh, better your blues harmonica playing. All right, folks, I hope that you enjoyed some of those practice tips. Catch you down the road. Signing off, Joe Felisco, owner, FeliscoStore.com. Ciao. All right, some fantastic ideas there from Joe to work on. Uh, let's, uh, let's listen to what Constantin Reinfeld had to say. Hi, everybody. This is Constantin Reinfeld from Hamburg, Germany, with a little beginner harmonica tip for Tomlin's Harmonica Podcast. By the way, I was glad to talk with Tomlin during the Hona Live interview series in early October. You can check out the live stream on the Hona YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Today, I would like to talk about tone which I think is one of the most important things to work on, but at the same time something that naturally develops as a harmonica player. Compared to other instruments, the harmonica is pretty small, that's obvious. As a comparably high range, and the notes we play include a lot of overtone material. So what does that mean? Um, if you play for a blow on an A harmonica, you not only hear the fundamental frequency, which would be 440 Hz, but also frequencies greater than the fundamental frequency of the note. These overtones characterize the sound and timbre of an instrument and largely consist of frequencies that are numerical integer multiples of the fundamental. So here's the thing. We as harmonica players can really influence how much overtone material we want to send out of the instrument. This is an example for a lot of overtones. This is an example with less overtones. Okay, so how do you get less overtones coming out of the harmonica? So the first thing that comes to my mind is that you should try to take the harmonica further into your mouth. Even though I'm almost a 100% lip purser, I almost cover two-thirds of the upper cover plate with my mouth all the time. In order to do that, I try to focus the airstream I'm sending through the instrument very early on by curving the tongue to a U-shape back in my mouth. So that's one thing. But let's talk about my main tip for you. I would suggest you to think of the harmonica as an extension of your voice and be aware of the resonance chambers you have available. So the harmonica doesn't have a big body like a grand piano or a big bell like wind instruments. Um, I would suggest that you sit upright when playing um, to really open everything up. Um, stay relaxed, but open your shoulders. Breathe into your belly. Make sure that you think in big vowels when playing harmonica, because the harmonica really reacts to these incredibly well. So there's a big difference between thinking E and O. And last but not least, use your hands. So using the hands and using the cupping can really help you to deafen the overtones. So if I play four blow on an A harmonica without cupping and with cupping, Okay, so I started out playing that last note with a very extreme cup 
and then experimented with how I can influence the sound of the overtones with my hands, and I ended up in a rather close position. Okay, so these are a few ideas I have. I hope they are helpful. Please let me know, and thank you for listening. Okay, next up is David Barrett. Listen carefully. Hello, Tomlin and students. My practice tip for you today is to listen once, play once. In other words, to listen more. The common problem is that students play on top of the music right away, and what they miss is rhythm, technique, notes, especially dynamics, tremolo, and things like that. I put this to the test one time, and each one of my students over a month's period of time, what I did is when they came in, I wrote a lick at their skill level. I would play it for them, they would practice it for a moment, then I'd say, okay, play along with me. And as they would play along with me, it didn't matter whether it's 30 seconds, one minute, some students I went on for five minutes, there was always some sort of error. Commonly in the rhythm, maybe a technique, missing a note possibly usually in techniques since I wrote it down for them. Then I would take another lick, I'd write another lick for them, we'd do the same thing, and then I would say, okay, now listen once and play once with me. And for some of them, as soon as I brought the harmonica to my lips, they started playing along. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, make sure you listen once, play once. So I would play the lick, they would listen once, they would play once, and then again, they would just keep on playing along with me. Whoa, wait a minute, remember, listen once, play once. We learn by doing, right? That's what the student does, is they figure I'm better learning by actually physically doing it. But the problem is our minds are most capable of problem solving by listening to the exemplar, the lick that I'm playing, and then making minute adjustments so that the next time they play, they're able to play it more like the original lick. So once they got into the swing of things, I'd play the lick, they'd play it with me, I'd play the lick, they'd play it with me, and in almost all cases, they were able to get that lick perfect within about five playing, five times playing. And it, it was always quite amazing, like, wow, huge difference between those two examples. And when I'm playing with students, if I'm looping a lick for them or if I'm playing it for them, They'll calmly play the lick, play the lick, play the lick, play the lick. They have some errors and I'll say, okay, listen once. They'll listen once and the next play, they almost always get it. So the key thing is to listen more and to play less. This one couldn't be more important. And I think it's one that students often overlook. They forget that they need to listen as much as they need to, to play. And uh, listening often involves not having the harmonica in your hands. So remember that. And uh, now let's listen to what Carlos del Junco uh, suggests you work on. I'd say one of the biggest things that I like to share with my students about practicing, especially uh, the more beginner ones, but even myself, I have to remind myself sometimes, is simply to slow down and, um, you know, you're working on something. Most folks are in a hurry to get to the finish line and, you know, they're keen to learn something and then they quickly move on as opposed to just slowing down and really hanging out with the, the riff or the lick, you know, one chunk of a solo that you're really trying to absorb and, and really, really trying to absorb the, the way that player is phrasing and the dynamics. And you don't really hear that stuff unless you're working slowly. And so that's really, in a nutshell, the, the biggest thing that I'd, 
I, uh, one, one of the number one things that I always tell my students as they're working on anything is just to slow down. And, and that might literally mean also working on a riff, you know, super slow down, like using the program transcribe um, makes that very easy. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. All right. Fantastic tip there. Uh, let's hear from Ronnie Shellist. This is Ronnie Shellist. Here's a quick practice tip that any level player can engage in to ensure that you're making progress and evolving as a musician. And that is record yourself during your practice sessions. Not just once in a while, but every single time begin recording your practice sessions and you can review them immediately at the end of a session or you can save them for the end of the week and kind of review the the recordings collectively and get a sense for what is working and what is not and take notes and journal. Go back, save those recordings for at least 30 days so you can evaluate your end of the 30-day practice sessions, compare them to uh, the beginning and see what kind of progress you're really making. Re recordings don't lie. They are probably the best way to figuring out where you need to make adjustments. You may not know how to do it, but that's what a good harmonica teacher or coach is for. But you can start to isolate what's not working, what's working, what you like and don't like. And you will learn some more of, <laughs> you'll learn more about yourself in the process of recording than probably anything else because those recordings don't lie. Some things you can listen for when you're playing back uh, recordings are intonation like the control of your bends and how in tune your bends are you can listen for tone you can listen for problem areas um, where you don't like what's happening for example pinched notes on the high end of the harmonica um, missed notes where you're going for one note but you ended up on a different hole or a different note altogether on a bend area or you can listen for phrasing and fluidity. There's so many different ways to do this, but my tip is record yourself as often as possible. Excellent, excellent tip from Ronnie there. And uh, one that I use in a lot of my practice sessions, but probably not enough of them. So I, I, I'm glad that he reminded me to do that. Um, now let's have a, a little listen to Todd Parrott. I want to show you a practice lick that will hopefully strengthen your three draw half step bend. The three draw half step bend is often a weak link in the chain of many harmonica players from beginners to even advanced players sometimes. And this particular lick is a fun lick to play. So you can exercise by doing laps around the gym or you can exercise by playing basketball. <laughs> so I'd like to think of this as more of a fun lick, like playing basketball. You'll get a workout, but it'll be something fun, something that you can use in your blues playing and in other styles. So this is the lick. I'm on a C harmonica. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Let's break it down piece by piece. This lick basically revolves around the three draw half step bend. So the first part of the lick is going to be four draw, four draw bend, three draw half step bend. And in order to do that, we're going to say ow. 
A-H-O-H-W-A-H. Ow, ow. Sounds like this. Sometimes you may have to over-exaggerate to get that to sound clear. But ow, ow. Now, one thing I'm saying on the three-draw half-step bend is an oh sound. Ow. Almost like if someone were in the northeastern part of the United States, they would say, I need to make a call. Or they might say, look at that lady. She's very tall. I ate all of the pizza, right? So we're going to use that same sound. Oh, oh, oh. And we're going to say, ow. Sounds like this. Three draw half step bends, a very light pressure bend. Here it is again. Okay, so that's the first part of the lick. You can take that over a 12 bar blues shuffle and just. Or you can loop it like this. Okay, it also works on the four chord. Okay, let's keep going for the sake of time. The next part is what I call a connector lick. It's going to be four blow, three blow, and then another three draw half. Sounds like this. Here it is again. When I land on the three draw half step bend, I'm still using the all embouchure. So let's put the two of them together. One, two, three, four. So we're almost there. Let's keep going. At this point, let's add one note on the end to draw. And here's what that does to the lick. It resolves it. It's almost like follow the yellow brick road. You know how the munchkins told Dorothy that? Follow the yellow brick road. Let's keep going. So you could stop right there, and that's a mouthful. The only extra part that I'm putting on the end is when I get to the two draw, I'm adding a two draw whole step bend to a one draw. So the lick changes to sound like this. So I'm going in the beginning, ow, connector, and then another ow. All right, let's put it all together. One, two, three, four. Four chord. All right, so that's a lick that you can take and play over and over and over again. Remember to concentrate on your three draw half step in. That's the point. This is a very free flowing lick. So have some fun with it, and let me know if I can help you further. Thanks so much. Take care. Okay, fantastic tip and lick for you to work on from Todd. Now let's have a listen to Shane Sager. If there was one tip I could go back in time and tell myself when I first started playing the harmonica, it'd probably be something like this. Be fearless and make mistakes. 
To me, the most important thing a new harmonica player can be in order to be successful is fearless. You have to be willing to make mistakes, be willing to hit a wrong bend on a note, be willing to sound like nails on a chalkboard when you're first learning how to do a blow bend, be willing to get up on stage at your local jam and just wail. You might not have all the technical mastery just yet, but the point is that you got up on stage and more importantly, you challenged yourself. Monotony is not conducive to creativity and many beginner harmonica players find themselves playing the same things over and over and over again. And while there's certainly benefit to repetition, there is a limit to it. I encourage you to force yourself into areas of discomfort because in my opinion, that's the only way to really make progress. If you find yourself in a rut, challenge yourself to do something a little bit different, something new. Maybe you haven't spent enough time with third position or even first position. Maybe revisit those for a while and go back and listen to the players who made it iconic. Maybe you feel like picking up a chromatic and seeing what it's all about. Maybe you want to learn about music theory or practice with a metronome. Whatever it is, they all give you a new challenge. They give you a new way to break out of your slump. Making mistakes is one of my favorite things to do because it reminds me that I'm really, really trying. It reminds me that I still have a lot to learn, and in turn, that energizes me even more. The more you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, the more mistakes you make, the better you're going to get. And not just the better harmonica player, but a better musician. Be happy with being uncomfortable, because the second you aren't, again, in my opinion, is the second you've stopped making progress. I really like this tip from Shane, because uh, it's... Uh it was good not to focus just on on technical aspects of the instrument but on more strategic aspects uh, i thought that was really great and uh, now let's get uh, let's get another uh, little bit of a tip on that three draw bend because i know a lot of people struggle with it here's a tip from will wild Hi, this is Will Wild, and this is going to be a quick practice tip on practicing your draw three half step bend. So this is uh, obviously a very important bend. Um, we use it for the blues scale and minor pentatonic scale in second position. So um, it's very important that you get this bend right because uh, it's the difference between playing major and minor. If you don't bend draw three, you get a major third. And when you bend it, you get a minor third. So it completely uh, changes the sound. So um, it can be difficult sometimes when you're practicing bends on their own to hit these notes accurately. Um, so it really helps if you can pitch the note in your head before you go to play it. So a good tip for uh, pitching the note or picturing it in your head is to use it in the context of a song or, or a riff. So if we take a riff, um, kind of like a Green Onions or Help Me kind of riff, so I'm just playing Drill 2 twice, then the draw three half step bend, and then a blow four. And I'm using a, a C harp, by the way. So because we're using this 
this band in context and because it's uh, a familiar sounding riff, um, it should help you to pitch that note in your head before you shoot for it. And you should be able to hear if you're getting this bend right or not. So without the bend, doesn't sound very bluesy, doesn't sound very cool. With the bend, sounds much better. So um, that's a little tip there, just, just to practice this bend in context. Hope you found that helpful, and uh, I'll see you all soon. Cheers. Okay, so those have been some really, really awesome tips. They've really made me rethink my own practice. Uh, I hope they're useful for you. And uh, now I'm going to give you what I think is, is one of the most important things to think about, um, not just for a beginner player, but this is something that beginners really should start working on right at the start. And that's remembering to relax when you're practicing and also when you're playing. Uh, I think it's very easy to watch really good harmonica players uh, on video or live if you're fortunate enough to still be able to see people play music live. And you think that they're putting loads and loads of effort and there's loads and loads of tension in their bodies, but it couldn't be further from the truth. If you hear a harmonica player with fantastic control and tone, it is only the product of being supremely relaxed. And that is being supremely relaxed in every part of their body. So the, the whole body needs to relax. The arms, the diaphragm, the legs, the throat, the jaw, the tongue, the hands any source of tension is going to weaken and make your tone more thin. So if you want that big, fat tone, remember to relax. Okay, thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it useful. And I highly recommend that you check out all of these fantastic players and teachers. I've put links in the show notes for you to check out. And uh, yeah, I will see you next time for more harmonica goodies. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of My Harmonica Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your podcast service of choice. And if you're ready to take your harmonica playing to the next level, then you should check out my online harmonica school over at tomlinharmonicaschool.com. Happy harping! Happy harping!